What happens when you take OU football and two very opinionated and passionate OU football lover ladies? You get Talk Sporty. Yeah, you do. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7. This is Sean and Dana coming to you pre-OU Texas um, to talk about the OU Iowa State game that was um, Saturday night. How are you, Sean? I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Are you ready for this week? This is the be- this is a big week. Um, I think I'm ready. You know, after last year, it's kind of got some PTSD. It can't be as bad as last year. That's right. It, that's exactly what. No, it, no, it can't. I mean, even if no wildcat, even if Dylan gets hurt, we got Jackson Arnold. So no Davis Bevel. That's exactly yes. That's yeah. exactly the end of the game last week. I'm like. You know, we need to get Dylan out of there, but but we do have a backup. Yes. We do have a backup this year, and we're not going to play Wildcat. Right. Surely. I hope not. Surely we won't see that. Which, speaking (laughs) of, so we left the game the beginning of the fourth quarter because we were driving home, and by the time we got in the car, it was over. Well, Iowa State kept calling timeouts. Calling timeouts. Whatever. But, so did Jackson Arnold play? Yes. Okay. Yes. He came in um, and handed off the up the middle. Yeah. Oh, they okay. They did, did not let him. They did not let him really run any um, real offense. noteworthy. Okay, real offense. Yes, it was take the snap, hand off up the middle. Tawie Walker did get a big run, and they called it back. I'd heard that on the post and they game. called it back. Yeah, was holding, it holding on. It was holding on one of the guys out on the. Uh, out on the flat you know like okay. maybe the wide receiver or something was okay. was holding they said it was when they showed the replay it was very negligible um I mean right maybe but it wasn't like oh that's obvious they wait till and the end so, of yeah, the game negated. to call holding yes yeah exactly okay <laughs> and the game's out of you know yeah. out of reach yeah, um and then yeah Matt Campbell's still calling timeouts right. I'm like there's three and a half minutes left and you're behind 30 points really what do you what do you think you're going to prove? Yeah, because anyway, they did yeah, still you have, didn't miss any offense, right? They did. Iowa State did still have the ball when we got in the car, and um, whoever—I don't think it was Toby Rowland, but somebody on the radio is like, I guess maybe it's Teddy. He's like, okay, at this point, I like want us to get a pick six if he's going to call timeouts right here when the, and then he's like. Um, I don't really think that they can score this many points in like less than three minutes, but what, I guess we can see. Go Matt Campbell. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, one of the guys that, that sits by us said, uh, he's just trying to coach the team up. You know, it's the replacements. You know, it's the second string. He's just trying to coach them up. And I'm like, but they're behind 30 points right. and there's three minutes and 32 seconds to yeah. go. Come on. Yeah, especially Talk when to him after the game. <laughs> yes, especially when you have put your second string in. So it he wasn't trying to win the game anymore. Correct. And and Correct. his his poor players are probably like, "Hey coach, we're we're ready to get on that plane and get back home cuz this isn't fun anymore." Right, it becomes one of those things that yeah, I mean, I would assume now I'm sure some are happy to be playing, but you think it's a little demeaning to go get to go in with three minutes to go and you're down 30 points and you're right. like, and then the coach just you keeps coach making it take longer by calling timeouts. 
What? Whatever, Matt. <laughs> okay, you do you. Yes. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the good things okay. that went on the okay. whole, the the first three and a half quarters. Yes, yes. <laughs> what what did you see? What was your take? Um, well, of course, um, you know, go Billy Bowman. Oh my goodness! When he got that pick six, yes. that was that was like the third play of the right. game, and it just lands in his arms. And he, where we were, we could see Key Lawrence. Um, and of course, I, then I saw it in the replays too. Key Lawrence is like, "Come this way." He's motioning, "Come, oh, follow okay. me, follow me." And he kind of sets a sets a path for him, uh-huh. and he's like, "Gonna keep people out of the way." Yeah. And you know, I thought Billy's saying, "I know where the end zone is. <laughs> I don't need you to lead me." But he did. Key Key kind of led him to the end uh-huh. zone, and then touchdown. <laughs> yes. So that that so, was yeah, that fun. was exciting. Mm-hmm. Fun way to start it. It's you. You mentioned last week about the takeaways, and it's so fun to see takeaways happen because we had we've had a dry spell on that. Even you know b- before Venables got here, we weren't always getting a ton of ta- takeaways, and so that's oh, been right. fun. Right. Been fun. So yeah, two takeaways this game. Billy Bowman had his second interception of the season. Mm-hmm. And then um, Gentry Will- Gentry Williams got an interception yes. later on in the game. And so I think that gives us 10 total interceptions in five games. That's something. So we're averaging two a game. Um, and Dylan's only given up a couple himself. Right. Um, so we're way ahead in the in the positive margin as far as that goes, which so, is excellent. That, and that's defense, yes. seeing the ball and mm-hmm. making plays. So let's yeah. keep it excellent. up. Keep it up. But Agreed. talking about defense in the first half, what happened to run defense? Oh, my goodness. I don't know, Sean. I kept watching, and um, it seemed to me like which we've gotten used to seeing Danny Stutzman in the middle of every mm-hmm. tackle. Right. He's, he's in there helping. And he he they kind of kept him out of the play. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it. I, I did not record it to go back and watch later but it would seem like I I wondered if they were they were playing some sort of man on him to kind of keep him out of the play it always seemed Mm -hmm. like he was over to the lateral side of where most of the play was going Mm -hmm. and they can't necessarily always make it go away from him but it seemed like they were that was their way to try and help their offense was to keep him out of the picture so it made us rely on Mm -hmm. on our safeties having to come in and make um better tackles or our less experienced linebackers. Right. It's kinda, I guess. I guess that's what was going kinda on. Kind of like what the Cardinals did with Micah Parsons when they played the Cowboys and beat the Cowboys. But Yes, um, yes. Brett did. Because I kept saying, where's Stutzman? He's, yeah. he's in there, mm-hmm. but he's not in there. Right. <laughs> he's in the game, but he's not, he's not in the tackles. And so I don't understand trench warfare mm-hmm. so much in football. And, and gaps and pulling guards and, and you know, which pulling guards, I, I, I get that's on offense, but you have to account for that stuff. And Brett was saying we, that they were pulling and doing gaps that obviously our defensive line was not prepared for. I did hear him, them say on the post-game show that they were, that Iowa State had never put that stuff on film. And and Teddy said that they'd obviously been working on it for a while because it's not easy 
for an offensive line to do what they were doing. But we had not seen that because they had not been, you know, pulling and shooting gaps. Forgive me for not using all the right terminology. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. But we hadn't seen that. We weren't prepared for it. So obviously we made some adjustments the second half for that too. But it it was interesting because all these other games when we've talked about, we're like, why do they even try and run on us? Because we stopped the run. We have a hard, we, we had been having a harder time stopping the pass, but we, that first half, we were having a hard time stopping Iowa State's run game and they would get some big plays out of it. Yes, they, they, they did. Um, and you talking about the halftime adjustments, that was one of the stats I wanted to mention that we actually made the halftime adjustment with nine minutes left in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. That was when at nine Oh six, um, Iowa state kicked their second field goal and made the score. OU 21, Iowa state 20. Mm-hmm. So it was down to a one point game, yes. which and was kind of scary. Prior- Oh, yeah. It was extremely scary. And prior to that, um, oh, goodness, they had the Cyclones, Iowa State had 259 total yards. Um, So they were averaging 8.4 yards per play. And at that point in time, we made some early halftime adjustments Mm -hmm. in the second quarter, and we held them to 93 total yards after that that kick. After that point. So from – Yes, 259 total yards, and then we held them to 93 after that point. Um, and so at that point, the rest of the game, so for the third and fourth quarter and nine minutes of the second quarter, we held them to to like 2.4 yards per game. Oh, that's huge. I mean, wow, I hadn't heard that stat. That's so fascinating. Huge. Okay. Yes. So I, um, we finally figured out, or Ted Riff's over there, or whoever is up in the press <laughs> box working on, okay, let's do this, send it down, work on this, guys. Right. And it, and it worked. Um, and, you know, we haven't – that's one thing. We have seen halftime adjustments mm-hmm. play out so far in the games that we've played this season. That one was major. Yes. Um, because if they hadn't done that, this, Iowa State would have had 550 right. yards on us. Right. If they – you know, or plus. And they ended up with just like 350. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to shut them down. Um, and when we had Speed D with Alex Grinch – we never had a halftime adjustment. So to have them, even if they come, well, this one was great. It came before halftime, but to come at halftime even yeah. is wonderful because we haven't had that for years. No. Well, and we see how the speed D's working out at USC. I know. Oh my I know gosh. they had won all yes. their games, but Colorado was pretty close. They were supposed yep. to be, the odds makers, you know, said they'd beat Colorado by like three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And it was a seven-point game, yeah. and it was the defense. Mm-hmm. It was the defense, that, the defense that kept let, that let Colorado score. Yeah, they couldn't it's, stop it's not it's not Caleb, it's not Caleb who's doing that. Caleb's putting the points up. I mean, they struggled with Arizona State, and right. So they um, right. that speed speed D is not working out so well for them. And I won't belabor the point about Alex Grinch and USC too much, but I did see a lot of things on Twitter about that we USC is what let's say OU was with you know Jalen Hurts or something yeah they'll win a lot of games but they're not going to they're not going to win the championship 
maybe the Pac-12 Without championship, but they're, they're not going to win their championship with that Alex Grinch defense. And they were like, why is he still on staff? And I'm like, because Lincoln likes him. I mean, Lincoln picked him to go to Cal- California with him. So it's an interesting right, which- thing. It's wonderful, you know, because yes. what if he'd left him with us? <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness. We wouldn't have had Venables. You know, Venables wouldn't have come in with a, no. you know, an old defensive coordinator no. here. So it was wonderful that he took him. Yes. We applaud. We applaud you, Trojans. Thank you, Trojan Nation, for taking the Speed D coordinator that we were happy to get rid of. Yes. We are <laughs> we're happy a much better place, to, don't you think? <laughs> to not have the Speed D anymore. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I applaud our defense and I applaud our Mm -hmm. halftime adjustments because they, like, like we were talking about when they came out and there was that big, there was a a catch and like, what, a 60 yard after catch that the guy runs in and scores. And I'm like, okay, that happens once. Right. And then the the next time they turn around and they get another big 40 yard rush yes. I was like wait wait stop that mm-hmm. and then we did and then you know we did it's the bend but don't break but yes. we got it stopped yes yes and it's good to see um Venables even you know he talked about the team as a whole not just the defense but says you know that they've got high um, standards that are incredibly high and what he's really enjoyed is the improvement the returning players have made and what the new guys the freshmen and the portal guys have brought he said we flipped the the script and it's just incremental improvement and he knows that they're not a championship team yet um but this is another step in getting there and he likes the fight and the toughness and the leadership of these guys excellent so and then excellent Obviously, we saw that with nine minutes left in the second quarter. Yeah, they stepped up, and all of a sudden, it, w- it was a different team mm-hmm. out there playing. Yeah, and they said, we can do it. That's so, right. Yeah, it, it was excellent. Um, let's see. We talked about the two interceptions. Um, what about the second block punt of the season? I know. From the same guy who did the first block punt, from it's... good old Peyton Bowen. So Red glad shirt, he's on I mean, true freshman. True oh, freshman. Me too. Yes. Isn't he awesome? He is. He just comes out of nowhere. And <laughs> of course, poor Trace Ford. We're like, just fall on it. Don't try and pick it up. <laughs> of course, it did look like. I know like he's trying to scoop. It, Wasn't he trying to scoop it, and that's fall? That's what it at looked same- like, but it was in the end zone when. And so I wondered if he was just actually kind of trying, kind of trying to fall on it and it shot out too. Anyway, two points for versus seven. Either way, we'll take the block punt and we'll take the points and the short field. Right. Well, and we got a field goal mm-hmm. out of the deal. So yeah. you know, overall we got five points. Yes. But um yes. I I, I would have taken seven easily. Oh, but <laughs> I thought it was going to be seven. We'll was... take a safety. Yeah, but <laughs> oh that block punt Peyton Bowen comes out of nowhere. That guy I know he he he's he's incredible. Um, one of the things because you were quoting Brent uh, Venables earlier, he had a quote about Peyton Bowen and just said um, he's a selfless guy. He's very instinctual. Um, good football players just make big plays, that's true. and that's what he is. Yeah, that is true. And he's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. Isn't know. that great? I it mean, we got great. lots more years to see him. I know. It's so fun. One of the other stats they said was that this is the first time that an OU player 
has had more than one block punt in a season since 2004. Oh, my goodness. So, again, all these stats, they keep going back to mm-hmm. Teddy Lehman's era, Rocky Kalmus, right. Dusty Dvorak. Um, oh, all those great Roy linebackers. Williams, all those great guys had some of these stats, and we haven't had any of no. those stats in so long. Yes. So it's it's cool that we can mm-hmm. go back and compare them to, to those great defenses of old. Yes, <laughs> yes. Those guys who were truly speed D guys. Uh, yes, before yeah. before Alex came yes. to town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wasn't Teddy Lehman state champion in the 100 in track? He might have been. I think he was. Well, you know, um, he, he was on the radio – um, the other day and he they said something about now how many stars were you Teddy and he said you really don't want to ask that and and so they're like no no how many how many stars were you coming out of high school and he said I'm from Fort Gibson That's how right. many stars do you think I was and and nobody knew and he said I was a two star coming out of high school <laughs> have you have you heard the story is that not incredible <laughs> I know love Teddy I heard a story, and I'm not going to probably get it exactly right because I wasn't expecting this conversation, but when he was at camp or something, some day for you know high school players and some camp with OU scouts, and they said to him, if you run – whatever, 40, 4, 4, or maybe not 4, 5, whatever. It's really fast. We'll give you a scholarship. He goes, okay. Or he maybe said to them, hey, if I run this, will you give me a scholarship? And the guys are like, yeah, this is not going to happen. I mean, because not going to happen. He's a linebacker. He's a big guy. Well, like I said, I know a small school, so it's not always apples to apples, but he was the state champion in the 100, and he did it. And they're like, oh, Oh. okay. (laughs) Scholarship for you. So is that how he got his scholarship? <laughs> now he might have gotten it anyway, but you know that's that they're like you do this, you get an offer, and not a scholarship. They gave him not well scholarship offer. They gave him an offer, and but he said he did not think they they thought that they were safe saying that because right, they thought there was right. no way he, he was going to run that fast. And they're like, oh, okay. Come on then. <laughs> we might yeah, be able to find fun. a place for you, at least on special teams. <laughs> well, and obviously his two stars did not get him a scholarship. Or yeah, I mean Correct. I guess I don't know that stars were as quite as big a deal then. I mean, at least That's... nowadays you oh, you know, we, we're getting these four and mm-hmm. five star guys. And sometimes they don't pan out to right. be as good as anticipated. Um and obviously, he's a two-ton Butkus Award winner, so exactly um, didn't matter how many stars he had. I mean, he made it. He made it in college. Right. Well, <laughs> my understanding not not necessarily for everybody, but some of the stars are based on how many scholarship offers you have, and then oh. once you get a few scholarship offers, then you start to get more. Oh, okay. And it, so some so of then it, your stars go up. Yes. Now, it I don't think it's itself. necessarily that way with five stars. A lot of those guys get it when they're at camps or at Under Armour All-American. You know, there's some guys who already know where they're going. They've already committed, but then they go to the Under Armour All-American game and then they get their fifth star, which everybody wants because it means you got a better recruiting class. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a better football team. 
A and M can tell you that, but well, yes, they can. Yeah. <laughs> they can buy all the stars, and they don't necessarily get them to play hard on That's Saturday. Right. But they did win. They did win. This they past did. Week, they so. did. And I, I, you know, big game. Bama. Bama's in uh, College Station. Yes. This mm-hmm. on Saturday, so I. I guess that's another big game. I think Bama's favored by just a couple points, so oh, it'll be interesting to be see. Nasty. It'll be fun. Yes. I mean, we need to. I hopefully it's an evening game so we can watch it after the right. OU Texas. Yeah, I don't take know down. what time. Dana's <laughs> daughter went to A and M, so yeah. So I do follow A and M, and and I I like Jimbo Fisher. I <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm Dana. not sure. <laughs> well. I, I guess I should say I liked him at Florida State, and then when he ended up at A and M, I told my daughter, "You got to start going to all the games." She's not a big football fan, but you got to go to the games. And she went to some of them, but never loved football like like her mom. But um, then he'll get his mouth in trouble, you know. Sometimes, like Jimbo, just just be quiet. Yes. go out there and just play. You know, you, start winning you some games to... and make all that money they're paying <laughs> you worth something. Then you can talk. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> all right. Exactly. So, should we talk about the offense? Thing? I guess we should. Yes. Yes. Okay. Talk I thought about the Dylan offense. looked. Thought Dylan looked really um, on. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday night, um, he was 26 of 39 for 366 yards passing. He had three touching touchdowns that were passes, um, a, a, an incredible catch. Nick Anderson was wide open. Um, Nick his did, guy Nick. seemed to fall over, but Nick looked good catching that ball and just running in, um, untouched. He threaded the ball into stoops right in the back of the end zone for oh, another uh, touchdown. And then that pass to Jaden Gibson where he oh, made Jaden go up and over, mm-hmm. catch that guy. And then Jaden, what he, he spins out of a tackle and then he drags two guys kind of on each side of his body into the end zone to score a touchdown. Right. In fact, <laughs> so those were really good, really good catches for touchdowns. Oh, yes. Um, in fact, it was good to see them going downfield. Morgan, we talked about that last week, yes. how we wanted to see them throwing downfield because we know he can do that. And that, there was that one, he threw it like from the 20 to the 20. Yes. Was that Anthony who caught that one? I think that or was, was that Anthony Farouk? who caught that one. It was, it's like, dude, you like freaking let that ball fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was long and it was caught. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might well, it might have been Farouk. Yeah, it might have been Farouk. I can't remember. One of those guys. It yeah. wasn't. Ne- Nick. Neither one of those guys got touchdowns, but they had some good catches. Yeah, because Dylan got some on his feet too. Well, right, and yeah. then he had two rushing mm-hmm. touchdowns, so he was responsible for five touchdowns mm-hmm. during the game. So yeah, he was just kind of all over the place. Yes. So that was good to see. Um, let's still. Sean's never happy, people are going to say. But <laughs> a little confused by our running game. Yes, yes. Now, again, Iowa State was all – the, all the commentators had said Iowa State would make it hard to run on them. Um, that's where their defense is better at the mm-hmm. run, run defense than long. So, you know, we should be doing some of those long balls, long throws and stuff. But, yeah, it took a while to get the running game going. We, we – what had 
60 yards maybe at halftime. I think we finished with about 150 rushing yards. Right. But a lot of that was third and fourth quarter where mm-hmm. we were just kind of trying to, trying to run, run out time the, clock. Off the clock. Yeah. And I yeah. realize that you you give you take what a team gives you, right? And so if they've got a right. good running defense, we're going to pass more. But I am surprised that five games into this season we don't have kind of a definitive running back. It's still I, very I much running you. back by committee. And I wonder where Javante Barnes is. You maybe hear more about that up there. I, I haven't really heard. And I well, know they the keep getting talk of, go ahead. Uh, well, the talk about Javante Barnes, they he had um Venables addressed that in the press conference. Okay. They um he had surgery in the spring. Okay. So I'm guessing after the spring game. Anyway, he had surgery on his foot and was supposedly an old high school injury. Okay. And he was recovered and doing fine, except in fall ball, he really wasn't. Said that oh. his, his foot is still just not totally healed. Okay. So uh, Venables even said he's in a funky spot, quote okay. unquote, okay. with his foot. And so they're hoping that he's going to be able to get back out on the field. But right now, he's just not He's okay. not able to. Well, that answers that. Surgery. and. You see, but yeah, uh, I wondered what had happened to him. So right. he did finally address okay. it. I, I, this is the first I'd heard about it at all. Okay, and it, um, yeah, I mean, like think about Demarco, and after he had his surgery, it took him almost almost a whole season before he got back to being Demarco. Right. You know? So, um, and I know they keep trying to get Gavin Sawchuk in there, and I appreciate that, and um, he he had some times where he looked better, but. Sometimes I'm also wondering, is it is it our offensive line is just still struggling a little bit? Or are the running backs ha- themselves having a hard time finding the holes, that the holes are being made? I, I don't know. But it's... Right. It's unexpected. I expected our running game to be a little bit more well-defined and um, just one or two guys who were the guys as opposed to, and, and I'm happy for all three to get out there and Javante when he gets healthier, cause they, they do all do well. I'm not, but not ones rising to the top. It doesn't seem to me like. Right. Like you said, it's kind of running back by committee. Marcus major has really good hands. And I think they, yes, like he him does. In the, mm-hmm. in the game, they can pass to him in the flat. Right. And he can catch it and run. Mm-hmm. Um, Tawi seems to be one of those guys like, I'm just going to go through you and just keep going until, Correct. and going and going until you pull me down. But yeah, Sawchuck, again, is not the explosive guy we saw against uh, Florida. Um, I'm not Florida, but Florida State Florida in the bowl State. game, mm-hmm. um, which is when we saw him break out. Yes. But there's been hint that he had a hamstring injury mm. in fall practice okay. so he may not be a hundred percent because I kept expecting to see him run run and take off for a 50 Correct. yard gain and Same. and and he he doesn't have that burst of speed just yet so okay hopefully it's it's an injury that mm-hmm. will just take a little more time and so maybe we, we they just see that need, need to have the running back by committee right now because of injuries uh, right. <laughs> and stuff. okay yeah it sure could be it okay. sure could be well that makes sense I hadn't heard all of that um, the other one that I, the other, uh, Brennan Thompson, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention him. Yes. He was a new wide receiver. Yes. We've never seen him before. Right. And 
I think it's a good thing that we saw him in this game because he's a transfer from Hornsdown School That's that we're going right. to play on That's Saturday. Right. Yeah. Yes. He played at Texas last That's year. That's right. I had forgotten and, that. Um, hopefully they're going to pull him out and and uh-huh. he's going to have some incredible catches against his old team oh, uh, next, I on hope Saturday. that Wouldn't for that be him. Fun? I hope that for him <laughs> and for us. I, uh, yes. I Because um, he had a big play. Um he did. Oh, he had a 54-yard catch. Yes. I was like, he had a big play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who is that kid? That, I don't even know who that is. I had to look him up on the I pulled you know, up on my the roster. roster. That's what I did. Yes. I pulled up my roster. Yes. Like, I don't know that number. <laughs> I've, I've never seen him before. And we haven't. He. This is his first game to play in this season. That's good. <laughs> well, talking about our great wide receivers. Um, yes. So you maybe heard this, but... Nick Anderson took the fewest catches to reach five touchdowns in a season of any Oklahoma player since 1949. Oh, wow. That guy's name was George Thomas for all of you who didn't remember that. <laughs> I, but, don't, I don't remember that, Sean. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad might have, but um, my dad probably would have said, oh, yeah, George, I remember. But anyway, um, it, <laughs> It was it was ten catches to reach five touchdowns. Of course, that one game, all three of his catches were touchdowns. That's true. But you know, prior to that, who the next fastest was since nineteen forty nine? Rodney Anderson, Nick's brother. No, his brother. Rodney oh, had excellent. five touchdowns and seventeen receptions in twenty seventeen. I thought that was the Way funnest stat. That is a great step. Yes. And that's keeping it all in the family. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Rodney, thanks for getting your little bro to owe you. Yeah, I'm glad you sent him our way. That's excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That was fun. Um, that's really about all that I'd written down. Um, uh, let's see. The third down and fourth down efficiencies, I thought they were, they kind of told the story at least after we'd made our uh-huh. adjustments. Second quarter. <laughs> Halftime adjustments. Um, Iowa State was 4-15 on third down, which is like 25%. And we were 6-14, which is forty, like 43, 44%. Yeah. And fourth downs, they were 1-2, of two and we were 3-3. Three three. Okay. Um, so that's great to be 3-3 three three yes. on uh, fourth downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll one see. of those was that pass to Jaden Gibson mm-hmm. that was fourth and seven, and, and just, we scored a touchdown on it. Yeah. <laughs> At I, the time, I'm like, what are you doing? You just same. need seven. Come on. You just need seven yards. Same. Run it up the middle. Same. Uh, and then you get that highlight, and it's like, okay. Okay. Well, we'll take okay. that. We'll take that. In fact, I yeah. think I might I, be even said, why aren't we just kicking or something? I can't remember right. where Wait, we were on the down field. Inside. Maybe we were four, yeah. th- four down territory. But anyway, I'm just like, when they start to go to do the play, I'm like, why are you doing that? Oh, okay. That's why That's why you guys are the coaches and I'm not. Yeah. Well, and I decided I'll I'll be nicer to Jeff Levy. He's calling. Okay. He's been listening to us and he he's has. doing better. He's doing more like what we've been asking him to do. He's listening to Dana. <laughs> okay. Well, then I guess we've got to talk to some the kicking coach. Because our kicking game, uh, yes, the, I it mean, lacks. We, um, lacks kickoffs were fine. We're fine. Well, yes. most of the time, but we did have a kickoff that went um, we out of bounds. That went out of bounds, so they got yeah. the ball on the 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That cost us 10 yards. But 
Um, we had that missed field goal that was very makeable. Uh-huh. And then our punting is just, I mean, we haven't had to punt very much, but this is, this weekend is a game that the kicking game could be very important. So. Yes, I agree. And, and right, the the punting is not consistent. He'll have a really mm-hmm. good punt. He will. Um, and another good punt. And then he has one that you're kind of like, oh, that's awful. Yes. So, yeah, right. I hope he's practicing uh, Me too. this um, this week. Me too. <laughs> Keep working that leg. Keep working it. <laughs> have your best punching game. Well, actually, let's not have to punt. Let's just score so much we don't well, have would, to punt. Yes. We'll take that. That would be best. We'll take that. That would be best. Or <laughs> score defense and we don't have to punt. Yeah. You know, if the defense then, is scoring, you know, we don't have to. Exactly. And then our special teams, they can keep blocking all the field's goals they want. We'll take that. Oh, I know. I know. You know, I think I look overall and think our special teams is playing really well. Yes. The the downside is probably the punt the mm-hmm. punter not being quite as consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, and our field goal kicker not quite as consistent. Right. They, that's his second missed field goal yeah. on the season. And and it's not like it was a they weren't long. A, too long. No. Yeah. It was it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It was right. he just missed it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have been spoiled lately with our punting and our field goal kicking. Oh, yeah. Turk. Yeah. yeah. Turk spoiled us big Mm -hmm. time. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Most definitely. He did. So, um, but I think that's pretty much all I have. What do you have like looking forward to this weekend? Um, One thing I did want to mention, Justin Harrington did go ahead and have season-ending surgery. Okay. He was injured in the SMU game and then didn't play the next two games. And I think he was trying to decide, could mm-hmm. he play, could he not? Right. But he did have his ACL tear repaired. Okay. Um, and they're applying for a medical redshirt. Okay. He is redshirt senior. So mm-hmm. hopefully with him just playing in one and a half games, because he was injured fairly early in that SMU game. Right. Hopefully he'll get it and can come back and play next year. Okay. Um, He's doing well. A surgery was, I think, Thursday. I think it was Thursday of this last week. Okay. So, anyway, hopefully, um, he's he's the main guy that's going to be out the rest of the season. Okay. Um, and then we saw um, uh, Jaron Kanick, and Jaron Kanick was back in the game playing, even mm-hmm. though he had been rushed to the hospital at at Cincinnati. Right. He was cleared to play. And Reggie Pearson and R. Mason Thomas, they both played. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they were up to full speed um, because they'd been injured prior to Saturday's game, but they, they were both were in the game playing. So, right. Yeah. McCullough played Hopefully some got, also. Yes. So. Yes. Desan looked good. So, so yeah. So we have some I'm, guys coming back, you know, from the summer, from the early spring, injuries. fall yeah. injuries. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully we, essentially we've got everybody back except Justin. Harrington and he, he won't be back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll miss Justin. We will. We will. And hopefully he'll be on the sideline for the OU Texas mm-hmm. game. Yes. Um, I, I would assume he wasn't there. Like they didn't, I, I, I never saw any mention because he just had had surgery a few days before. Right. But maybe he'll be able to make it to that okay. game. Um, one of the things about OU Texas, it is on ABC at 11 o'clock kick on um, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, OU is ranked 12th. Texas is ranked three. They're both unbeaten. This is the first time since 2008 that, that both long? teams are unbeaten. Yes. I <laughs> yes, had no idea it had been that long. Yes. 
Wow. I saw that. And um, it is the 119th meeting. And it's some years it's the Red River rivalry. And some years it's the Red River shootout. And some years it's the Red River showdown. I don't know what it is this year, but it's the 119th meeting. Yes, I think they're back to the rivalry. Is it the rivalry? I think so. Yeah. Okay. You know. It's, that's all confusing, and, but it's always good to go in there and see the horseshoe, <gasps> you know, horseshoe crimson side, horseshoe burnt, burnt orange side. I love that it's game. so loud. I love yeah. that game. If you, you guys that are listening, if you've never been, you need to go. It yes. is worth going to one time. It 100%. should be on your bucket list. Even if you're not a big football fan, mm-hmm. the atmosphere, it's the state fair. So the Ferris wheel's going and there are lots of people and lots of food booths and all that kind of thing. But you get into the football stadium and it's the red the red crowd if there's a good play for the Sooners everybody applauds and it's quiet on the other side yes. and then um if the orange side erupts then the red side's hollering and mad um yes. it is an incredible thing to be at it's so um, fun. There's, there's no way to replace it it's so- <laughs> that's probably my most favorite place to ever watch football games oh I agree I I agree I, I love that game Loved it from the beginning. It's like nothing else. I mean, and I I tell people I have been, you know, take out bowl games. I went to grad school at Michigan, so I've been to games in Michigan. I've seen Michigan-Notre Dame play. I've been to a game at Notre Dame. I've been to a game at Alabama. Nothing is like OU Texas, and it, it – nothing's like it it has to be on neutral territory i mean it's got to be on a neutral field it's such it's such a thing and both teams come about three hours to hit dallas there's a whole bunch of sooners in dallas it's not people might think oh it's it's enemy territory no dallas is as much sooner as it is longhorn and it's not one side and the other. They break it from the 50 to the 50 crimson and 50 to the 50 burnt orange. And it's incredible. Yeah, it is. It, it, and it's just an electric atmosphere. Yes. For sure, until one team starts to separate from the other. And then <laughs> right. yeah. the team that's losing, usually everybody goes out and eats a corn dog and rides a Ferris wheel. <laughs> Correct. Yes. It's hard to sit there. Um, but Sean and I were there mm-hmm. till the bitter end last year. We were cheering on our boys and asking to please put General Booty in the game. Please put um, Nick Evers. Oh. Nick Whoever. Evers in the game. Please yeah. put anybody in the game and quit running the Wildcat because it wasn't working. Yeah. But if Lebby's listening to us, which we know he is, um, <laughs> he's he's not going to try that this year. <laughs> no, do not, do not, do not try it. It'd be, it'd be kind of hilarious if that was the first play of the game was the Wildcat. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sean. I will just, I will die. <laughs> I'll have a heart attack. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, since we we're talking about the State Fair, um, Dana, tell me yes. about your favorite State Fair food. Oh, my favorite food would be a funnel cake. Oh, I, I okay. love those. When they're hot yeah. and they put that powdered sugar on them, uh-huh. oh, that's, that's probably my favorite, favorite right. State Fair food. 
Yeah. Dana what knows, about yours? I know Dana knows mine. favorite food. Dana knows mine. <laughs> she has to go get it. She leaves with, what, about four minutes in the second quarter? It all kind of depends how the game's going. So, okay. But, yeah. And she'll get up and walk, she has to walk out of the stadium before halftime so she doesn't have to stand in line at the Fletcher's. You still have to stand games. in line. You always <laughs> oh, have to okay. stand in line at Fletcher's Horn Dogs. Okay. Okay, but not and as she long goes of a by line. herself. Yes, the rest of us are like, no, we, we're going to stay here and and wait it out and be ready for the start of the third quarter. But she's always back at the uh-huh. start of the third quarter. Yeah. Always, yeah. She she only misses just a few minutes of the game. Yes, I know exactly. Oh, Fletcher's corn dogs and people <laughs> got to be a Fletcher's. Can't be just any old corn dog. And I know exactly like this little. I like run and have this little path to. To get to the Fletcher stand, I know just where the Fletcher stand is. And then I get my Fletchers and I run over and get an iced tea with a couple coupons. One of the best deals at State Fair, that iced tea is. But anyway, and I eat it while I'm coming back, put a little bit of mustard on it and have it eaten before I go back in the stadium. But Fletcher's corn dogs, they are the best. They're so good. <laughs> but um, do you want to hear? Have like, you had them in Norman? Have you, ha- have you gone? No, over I to haven't. The- it's no. on our side. Yeah, I mean the the booth is on at least. Right, there may be a, more right. than one. People but have told there me. is one right on our side. So we had them. Um, we had we had Fletcher's okay. corn dogs Saturday night. Yeah, all right. and they're good. They are good. I, I would say they're just as good as they are. At the state they food. are good. They that very corny tasting. Yeah, not just a l- not just a little bit s- sweet cornbread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet cornbread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you want to hear what some of the winners were for the Big Tech's Choice Awards? That's the Food Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Okay. So I'll just, like, tell you, and then you can tell me if you want the description of any of them. Um, Because for those who don't know or who don't live in Texas and go to the Texas State Fair, they they have awards for the different foods and people... Chefs come up with all sorts of crazy things to fry or whatever, and then they give awards. So this year, the winners for the Big Text Choice Award, the winner for Best Taste Savory is Deep Fried Pho. Pho? Pho? Ooh. P-H-O? Pho? Is, is it Pho? <laughs> I think it's Pho. <laughs> it's Pho. Oh my gosh. I don't think we need any of that if we don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my son would be horrified because that is one of his favorite things. And he would be horrified okay. that I said it wrong. I I'm apologize. Sorry, Josh. I apologize. <laughs> um okay. So that best taste savory deep fried pho. Right? Yes. Okay. Pho. Okay. Yeah. And then the um and I can give you the whole description if you like. You can tell me which one you want to hear. Winner, best taste sweet is Biscoff Delight. Which does... Oh, now I bet I'd like. Oh, yeah, what is that? Is okay. that the little Biscoff cookies? Yes. And it's, um, <sighs> let me read it to you. Um, oh, I've got it here somewhere. Okay. It's, a, it's like a classic cheesecake coated with Belgian Ooh. chocolate. And then they have those little crushed cookies on it and then it's got a drizzle of um biscoff spread on it so Ooh, yes it does it looks, it looks very me. good okay yeah. so that was they have like all the other and then the most creative the winner for most creative uh-huh. this is a thing i think sounds really good 
bourbon banana caramel sopapillas. Oh, that does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like bananas fosters is one of my favorite desserts. And that this sounds uh-huh. kind of, you know, and it's got, got it the sopapillas and it's got bananas and then all this caramel, Ooh, we bourbon caramel sauce on it. <laughs> and then a couple of other new things are loaded fries pizza. Because, you know, fries and pizza and... French fries on a pizza or Uh pizza in a French fries? Yeah, with bacon and cheese and it's like on a pizza crust. And, oh, ranch dressing also. So anyway. uh, (laughs) Dana's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Turkey ribs. Whatever. Okay. It's like... I wouldn't think there'd be much meat on a turkey rib. Yeah. Um... You take the best part of a turkey you never knew you loved, gently fried, and serve it with stuffing, seasoned fries, homemade giblet gravy, and a secret salsa recipe. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, maybe. I know. It's a, it's weird what they have sometimes. This one I think sounds really good too. It wasn't a winner, but it was one of the ones that vied. It was a finalist. It's called Sweet okay. Sweet Encanto, and it's um. It's a round waffle, lightly uh, lightly sweetened with caramel dulce de leche. Um, And then on top, it's got strawberries, kiwi, peach, and shredded coconut. I thought that sounded kind of good. That does sound good. Yeah, it's kind kind of like one of those fruit pizzas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That does sound good. So we never eat any extra food. I mean, Dana might grab a funnel cake. I always get get my... um, Corn dog for a second. I couldn't Corn even think of time. And then sometimes on the way out, if we have extra coupons, I make up the t- tater twist because I like those tater oh, yes. twists oh, too. Those are yeah, because yeah. they're they're um they're like really crunchy. Yes, yeah, yeah it's kind of just like potato chip. Yeah, yeah. homemade potato chip. So, but it but all yeah, depends. we really don't eat much there. Yeah, it all depends <laughs> on how many coupons at, you know, we have, especially <laughs> in eight, 11 a.m. kickoff because we get there. Maybe we kind of go to the auto show and then we got to go get into our seats because it takes yeah. a while to get to the stadium. And then when it's over with, we're either upset or we're thrilled, but we're usually hot. So we're ready yeah. to go leave and go beat the traffic and go to a restaurant. Yeah. Now, I will tell you right now, they're saying a high of, let's see if it's changed since this morning. Saturday high 71. Whoa. Yeah. Right? Is there chance is there rain? No. Is rain coming? Nope. Or just no, they cool? do Wednesday and Thursday we're supposed to have rain. And I mean Thursday they say high of 79. Or Friday. No, no, no rain on Friday anymore. That had been rain on Friday, but no rain on Friday. High of 79, but it's just in the morning on Saturday, they say the low's gonna be 55. The highest seventy one, like pretty much perfect. Wow, that's great now, weather. Yeah. Granted, there's a few days and it can change, but right, right, right now it's looking I'll like great it. weather. Great weather, good food. Might try, might try some special desserts after I have my corn dog. I think we, sh- I think <laughs> we should, and we need to win. <laughs> yes, we need a W. It's we need our turn. A W. We do. Yes. And you know, originally they favored the the first odds that I saw come out, and I don't gamble, but I always look at the odds. You know how 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 good a game, how close a game is this going to be? Right. And it, Sunday, um, 
early afternoon, they were saying, oh, you was favored by five. And I'm like, what? How could, how could they be? That's got to be wrong. And then I checked later that evening and it was Texas favored by five. Okay. So the little thing that came up on my phone was wrong. Okay. Um, and now I heard, now they're saying Texas favored by six or six and a half. Okay. So the, it it's going more toward Texas and yeah. I don't understand why, but. We'll be okay if we're the underdogs. That's all right. Yes. Well, somebody asked me at church yesterday, um, and they're a UT grad, and they like football, but they're not into it as much as I am. And I said, hey, I have seen times when OU had no business being on the field with that Texas team and that, that OU team beating the Texas team, and I've seen it happen the other way around. Oh, yeah. That's true. So You never are quite sure which – you know, which – Yes. Even if one team is heavily favored, correct, it can still go the other way. It is a, a rivalry game that you cannot predict what's going to happen because, yeah, and so it doesn't matter that everybody thinks Quinn Ewers is all that. We still have yet to see, in my opinion, if he truly is all that, and I'm hoping that we will continue to get two interceptions a game. We need two interceptions. Yes, we do. And not thrown by us. <laughs> we need our defense to get there. Yes. That's Correct. what we need. That's what we need. We're averaging it. We need two of them. Yes. yes. <laughs> Make old Quinn look bad. That's all what right. we need. I, I, I'm, I'm here for it. So. <laughs> Me too. All right. One last thing in closing. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I read was that the worst case scenario for the Big 12 is for OU and Texas mm-hmm. to be in it. to be the top mm-hmm. two teams yeah. and to be the top ones in the Big Twelve because we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so someone had even written in and said, "What if who you know it doesn't matter about this game? What if OU and Texas meet up again in the Big Twelve championship game? Right? If so, the Big Twelve looks really bad, and mm-hmm. Britt Yormark looks even worse because." Yes. He's been hoping someone would beat both teams this mm-hmm. year. And so far, we're the only two undefeated teams in the Big 12. Um, I, I, I hesitate to say too much because I don't want to jinx anything. But the Big 12 is not looking good. And no. it is hard to imagine it being a different matchup at this point in time. And Correct. When Nebraska left the Big 12, the Big 12 championship that year was OU Nebraska, as it should have been. The the uh-huh. big dogs from the Big 8 playing it out one last time. I was there, OU won. But, I mean, all the fans at that game said this is how it should end, OU Nebraska. And I feel the same about this year. Okay. I, I would agree with you yeah. on that. Yeah. Let's let us fight it out, yeah. and then we're quesarasarah. Exactly. Out of here. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> but try not to jinx us, so I try not to say too much. That's right. That's right. Well, that's all I have, (laughs) but I'm fired up for this week, and we'll see you on Friday. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Yes. Boomer. Sooner. Go OU. Woo!